You didn't. Hello and welcome to this We Did It.Health broadcast. At We Did It.Health, we're working to create a happy, healthy, vegan, and plant-based world. And we're doing that through building community and offering resources such as today's discussion to help you create relationships where you will plant seeds of hopeful curiosity in others when they ask about a vegan or plant-based lifestyle. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel or your favorite workshop presentations. We also invite you to join our Facebook page and the We Did It.Health community so you can connect with others and find support and encouragement with like-minded members. Links to our group are in the description below. My name is Angela Crawford, and I am so excited to introduce our very own Marikita Solis, um, who is doing the presentation for today's program. And she doesn't require too much um, introduction from me because so many of you know her, and she's going to share more um, about her great work um, and in her presentation, but um, she is the community and engagement director for We Did It.Health and is a, an inspiring vegan empowerment coach. So I'm really looking forward to what you're sharing, Marikita, and so glad to be here with you. Um, so I'm gonna let you dive in. <laughs> Thank you, Angela, and thanks everybody for joining. And there's um, Cassandra. Thanks for coming. And and I'm excited about this presentation because I really believe in the We Did It Health community. Really working on communication with other people. So and and a relationship with other people. And today we're going to be talking about your inner voice, the relationship between your inner voice and your mission. So are they in alignment or is your inner voice sabotaging you? Awesome. Well, I can't wait to, to learn more. So right. take it away, Marikita. I'll take it away. Let's, let's see. All right. So again, your inner voice and your mission, are they in alignment? So this is something that I didn't even know. I would never gave this any thought in the past before I kind of became more awakened and more, I started to wonder about my life and, and how, how my life was playing out and if I was responsible for my life or who was responsible for my life. So this all unfolded in an organic way of, of life, life teaching me lessons and me resisting the lessons and then the lessons coming back again. So let's let's start off with um, well let me introduce tell you a little bit about myself for people that might not know me I'm a vegan empowerment coach I help vegans that are struggling with depression and anxiety and that are struggling with communication and and really feeling bad at night not knowing how to go on and it can be very unsettling very sad. So I really work with them to heal these wounds. I mean, the trauma of finding out what's going on with in the animal agriculture. So, and getting them to where they're thriving. So that is what I do along with working with We Did It Health. I'm also the leader of the animal ministry at my church, which I love and a volunteer at the Chattahoochee Nature Center. So I really want to be surrounded with animals as much as I can and making a difference, planting seeds everywhere I can go. All right, so let, let me read this. Once we learn to navigate the relationship between our inner voice and what we want to have happen in our life, we can do better. And so doing better is moving forward. It doesn't mean that we're going to fail, not that we're not going to fail anymore or that we're not going to have disappointments. That's not what it means. It means that we're going to realize that we're humans. We're on a human experience, in a human experience and a spiritual experience as well, and that we are not perfect. We are beautifully imperfect, perfect, imperfectly perfect. So acknowledging that and, and seeing how we can support ourselves right? And supporting ourselves has to do with this inner voice, the dialogue that's running on a loop all the time. What is that voice saying to you? So this is, this was me. And I probably was about six here. 
And I had a very happy voice running at that point and a, a voice that believed in myself. You can, you can do it. You know, I was excited about kindergarten and my voice was supporting me. And as I grew up, I began to hear voices of other people and the voice of other people. And they started to show me or they were showed, they told me that I wasn't good enough, right? That the things I weren't, that I was doing, I wasn't learning fast enough or I wasn't enough in certain areas. So my inner voice changed from this little supportive inner voice of a little girl who believed in herself to someone who didn't believe in herself. So the voice changed and I began to sabotage myself. So it's very crucial that we understand this relationship between our inner voice and ourselves. And that we, when we look at it, it's really crucial that we do this with gentleness and curiosity, not persecution. So this is what my inner voice was telling me for years. I'm not enough. I'm not worthy. I'm a failure. So this was the loop running and running. So every morning I would get up and I would say, okay, world, I'm not enough. I'm not worthy of prosperity. I'm not worthy of love and I'm a failure. So let me go out into the world and see how I can make something happen. Well, things aren't going to happen with that voice running continually. That voice was sabotaging my life and I was sad, crying, and I didn't know what to do. I wasn't fulfilled in my life. And it was, it was a period of darkness. And it was only until I reached a certain point where I couldn't take it anymore that I started to study about this different voice. I mean, about this voice right, that I had and a different voice that could support my life. Because this is the loop that is running in so many of our lives that I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. No one wants to hear me. No one wants to hear my vegan message. And if we get up and say, nobody wants to hear my vegan or whole food plant-based message, and I go out there, there's no way to hide that from people. Because if you're thinking that, it's going out into the universe. So if we're thinking nobody wants to hear me and we go try to speak to people, we're sabotaging ourselves. And I was a master at self-sabotage. So, so according to scientists, 75% of the time we're running on negative thoughts. So it's normal. It's normal for us to run on those negative thoughts, but we can awaken to that. And we can look at those thoughts. And we can realize that this is part of the human experience. Other people are dealing with this too. It's nothing on us. I don't have to feel ashamed because I have negative thoughts. It's part of life, but I can make a change. 95% of the time we're running on autopilot. Right? I'm not asking my heart to beat. I'm not asking, you know, I jump into my car. I don't have to sit there and think, okay, now um, how do I turn on the car? I got to tell my right foot to move here and I need to make sure to, you know, do the clutch and all this. I don't have to do that, right? It's autopilot. I get in the car, I'm driving, and then I think, well, who drove me here? I did. So that's autopilot. And so that's what's happening in our lives. So this voice that's running on autopilot, is it supporting you? And how can we help? How can we get that voice to support, to support your mission as a, as a vegan activist, as an environmental act, activist? How can that voice be in alignment with what you want in your life? Because we don't want to be running on those negative thoughts. We want to see a negative thought. We see the negative thought. Oh, nobody's going to listen to this. Nobody's going to come to the live stream today. You and Angela are going to be there. No one's coming. Okay. So that could have been a thought that would, that would enter my mind. And so, okay. So what I can do is say, you know what? Thanks for being here. <laughs> but I have a greater thought, right? And I realize that this is part of the human experience. And I'm going to allow that thought to come, kind of go over to the side. And I'm going to put in a new thought. Three new thoughts. Wow, no matter who comes, Angela and I are going to have a great time. It's going to be a great learning experience for me and for the beautiful people that do watch. And I'm going to enjoy myself and I'm going to be proud of myself because my mission is to share this message 
and I'm living in alignment with my mission, whether anybody watches or not. So that's living in alignment, right? With my, with my inner voice supporting my mission, which is to get this word out. No matter who watches, I can go to bed at night and know that I did a good, a good job. And I'm going to congratulate myself. I'm going to say, you rocked it. <laughs> so, so be very gentle. I'm gentle with myself. I laugh at the negative thoughts. Hey, I see you, but you're not getting me this time. <laughs> and I know it's normal to have you here. So there's nothing wrong with me. I'm all right. So, so how do we align our thoughts and beliefs with a vegan message? First of all, we have to make sure that we know what we want in our life. What is your mission? Is your mission to be a great speaker, um, do presentations for the world? Or is your mission, your vegan miss, mission to make beautiful videos for the world, maybe and present them on YouTube? Or is it to organize a march? Whatever it is, we have to get clear on what our mission is. So maybe you don't know, and that's fine. It's perfectly fine not to know what your mission is. So I suggest that you take time to sit in the quiet and look at what other people are doing. Maybe you're looking for a way to be an activist. So explore. This is like life is about curiosity and exploration with gentleness. So just taking your time to really give some thought to what you want your legacy to be, right? What do you want? to put out to the world and what is how are you going to have your thoughts and beliefs align with what you want to produce in this world so what i want to produce in this world is to elevate people's spirits i want them to celebrate themselves so i can't help others celebrate themselves unless i'm celebrating myself unless i'm lifting myself up first so that that autopilot of 95% of the time that's running has got to be supportive of me. So every thought we have creates a pattern in our brain, a physical pattern. So if we have a negative thought, we can replace it with three positive thoughts to, to really build a new, new pathways in our brains, new patterns in our brains, so that our autopilot is supporting our vegan mission getting clear on our vegan mission. And I would love to see in the comments what, what your vegan mission is and how aligned are you? I mean, 50% aligned, how aligned are your thoughts with your activism or your mission? So let's keep going. So what comes around comes back around and input equals output. So I can't input to myself, right? That, that I am an amazing speaker People love me. <laughs> they want to hear the message, right? And so I'm feeding myself this. This is my thoughts. These are my beliefs. And what's going to happen? I'm going to elevate myself, right? I'm not going to get up in the morning and say, wow, this day's terrible. I'm never going to make it through because our cells are listening to everything we say. And so our cells are responding to that. So if I say, oh my gosh, it's a terrible day. I'm dragging, our cells are gonna go into action. Okay, she just gave us the command. It's a terrible day. <laughs> We're gonna go into blah. So no, I say, hey, it's a great new day. I wonder what is going to just emerge, right? From this blessing of this day. So, so yes, input equals output, thoughts, the thoughts we're feeding ourselves, your inner voice, that is what's going to come out. No matter, no matter if you try, if you input the wrong thing, you're, you're still going to come out. It's, it's impossible, right? So we've got to lift ourselves up. We've got to be a cheerleader for ourselves with that inner voice, you know. And it might sound hokey, hey, rah, 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 but it's the truth. We've got to do it. It's up to us to elevate ourselves. We cannot depend on other people we can hear their voices and we can choose to take what supports our mission and leave the rest and we can do this without hating them getting angry we can do this with gentleness 
All right. So here is, let's see, I really can't sleep. You're just curiosity about the inner voice. Is it helping you or is it hurting you? Acknowledging it. Say, hey, I hear you. I hear you. Um, and I'm choosing to to listen to you or I'm choosing to to acknowledge you. Hey, I hear you. And this isn't a supportive voice. What you're saying to me is not helping me. So I'm going to choose something else. And I have a greater mind that chooses, that makes a decision to choose the voice that helps me. And I can program that voice to help me. So acknowledging it, though, we're not just ignoring it. I hear you. I see you. Thank you for doing your best. It's not supporting me. So it's, it's compassionate self-dialogue here. Um, all right. So a lot of times the voice we're hearing in our that's running isn't our voice. It could be like your mom's voice. For me, a lot of times it was a, some, a, a male figure in my life that was telling me that I was worth, that I wasn't going to amount to anything, right? So that was the voice. You're not going to amount to anything. You're not going to amount to anything over and over. That was my inner voice. But I finally realized, wait a minute, whose voice is this, right? That's not my voice. That's not the voice of that little girl, that two-year-old girl that wouldn't stop, that learned to walk and said she could do anything. That was another voice that didn't support me. And um, so it also could be a voice, your inner voice might be a voice of fear, coming from fear. It might be fear speaking, right? Paranoia speaking might be what you're running on that autopilot. So it's, this is a time of reflection, just to take maybe this weekend, this week, to look at that, that, that dialogue that's running in your inner voice and, and how is it supporting your vegan mission, your whole food plant-based mission. So I love that somebody said curiosity without judgment. Yes, beautiful. Um, and all right, so being aware again, whose voice are you following? So engaging in, in compassionate self-dialogue, this is about practicing, right? And practicing with gentleness. So yeah, we might not have everything perfect and there is no perfect, but we can practice. These are skills and there's no reason to be ashamed of it. Ashamed that we're running the wrong program or beating ourselves up that we're running that wrong voice, um, the voice that doesn't support us. It's just about, I'm going to develop a skill to enhance my voice, to make my voice a beautiful sound to this world that supports what I want to happen. I'm going to support myself. And when we're really living in that inner voice that supports our mission, we're going to feel light. We're going to know that, that whatever happens, we've done our best. <clears throat> it's not a feeling of heaviness. So if our inner voice is hurting us, then we're going to feel heavy. We're going to feel depressed because we're putting ourselves down. So we want to elevate ourselves with gentleness and curiosity always, right? So practice, practice, practice these skills. So is it the false voice again or the true voice? And the false voice represses us. And the true voice elevates us, elevates our mission, elevates the world, right? If, if, you're, if our mission is really enhancing the lives of animals, well, we are all together in this. There's no way to enhance the lives of animals and it not affect us because we're all connected in our environment. So the more that your inner voice is supporting you, the more it supports animals, the more it support, supports the earth. Because if you're able to have a strong inner voice then you're able to share with other people more in a greater fashion. <clears throat> you're able to enhance your skills, maybe as a communicator, because you're uplifting yourself. So the stronger and more beautiful your voice is, the, the true voice of wisdom, the more you help this world and the planet. It all is connected again. All right. So 
definitely embracing your true voice. And again, that will feel good in your body. It's going to come from a place of gratitude, not lack, not I'm not enough. My voice isn't strong enough. I'll never be heard. That's living in lack. And that's what, that's what hinders us getting our message out. That would hinder me if I wanted to get out there and do a protest. And I started off with, no one's going to listen to me today. I would go out there and be angry and mad at people. Why aren't you going to listen to me? I've already told myself you're not going to listen. So that, would, that sabotages. So it's, it's crucial, again, to embrace your true voice. Take steps of compassion this weekend, compassionately looking at your inner voice and realizing how can I, how can I change this? How can I make it so it's supporting my life, my, my legacy? When I pass away, what do I want people to have said about me, right? What did she share with the world? How did she lift herself up and how did she lift others up? So gratitude. Again, I'm grateful that I have a voice. I'm grateful that I can make changes to uplift myself, just like all of us can. And it's, it's a journey of love and it's a journey of compassion. So, and then just like the vegan journey or a whole food plant-based journey, it doesn't happen overnight. So the reason I'm able to go out and speak to people and maybe have zero people watching this live stream and be okay with it again is because my voice my life is in alignment with my mission and so i don't have any outcomes any outcome of like there has to be a hundred people watching no <laughs> the outcome is how did i do how did i live in alignment with my voice supporting me with the goal of putting out good information to this world Right? Am I living in alignment? Can I look at myself and, and with kindness and see say that I'm doing that? And that's how I sleep at night. So I'm not perfect. Yeah, sometimes I, I waver and that's okay. I forgive myself. I'm compassionate. I've learned to be compassionate with myself. So when I live in alignment, I believe I'm making a difference and I know I'm making a difference. So that's what I want for you all to just bring some awareness in. And with compassion. Um, so again, this is who I am. I'm a vegan empowerment coach, and I help vegans that are struggling. If you're struggling with these, not being able to move forward because your voice is not supporting you and you don't know how to enhance it, if you don't know how to get out of this trap, this trap, this mindset where your voice is just attacking you and attacking you and attacking you, I've been there. I know. So please reach out to me. You can email me, uh, coaching at gmail.com. I'm on Facebook. I have a great group, Empowered Vegans, Voices of Strength from Mother Earth, where it's we're solution-focused. And we celebrate ourselves. We celebrate our voices. And we live in alignment with the vegan mission. So that is my presentation. And I'd love to hear more about, about everyone's mission and how that is, and how is your voice supporting it? Or maybe there's some ways that, that you might need help, some hangups sometimes. I know a lot of vegans feel like they have to persecute themselves and, and that's pushing ourselves down. So I, I'd love to hear your comments and, and, and Angela, what do you think about that? Uh, your your voice and your mission sure I, I will definitely comment on that and i'll share first a couple of the comments that already are there okay. so you know cassandra wants to make sure she expresses that she appreciates what you are already contributing and doing so we just need to acknowledge that that you've shown up for a lot of people marikita in your role and that is really awesome um, as far as mission, um, one person expressed a mission, um, Philip, helping people understand how food choices help or harm the body and provide basic culinary instructions with the whole food plant-based diet. That's an important mission, you know, because it's interesting how we eat. It not only, it, it affects the animals and the planet, and it affects us, and it's this big 
huge cycle of our food choices affect our very health, which um, even for those that are more ethical vegans, if we don't take care of us <laughs> and have a healthy body, you know, um, we may not be able to give our best to standing for the animals. Um, so thanks for sharing your mission, mission, Philip. Yeah, and Philip, do you are you a natural speaker? Does that come easily to you? I'd love to know that. You know, because I used to be very shy as a child, and I didn't want to talk to anybody. So <laughs> I know that that can be a hindrance. Mm -hmm. um, and here's somebody sharing. You know, thank you, Marikita. You have a true mission, and I salute you. I'm more along the lines of Philip and my mission. So kind of relating to that, you know, helping people with changing what they eat, which, you know, is so foundational because the biggest part of making a difference for health animals in the planet is, you know, changing what we eat. And that's not easy for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not easy for a lot of people. There's, it's, it's very hard to break out of those patterns, right? And that's the same thing, like the patterns of eating uh, as along with the patterns of the voice. Right. That these are you get caught in those loops. It's very easy just to grab, go to McDonald's and grab a hamburger for two dollars. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, that, that's wonderful for those like Philip um, that are working on that, sharing uh, new ways of eating because we really need to change our environment. And that's the first start. Yeah. Yeah. And if any others, you know, um, I'll comment a little bit about, you know, my experience with mission as you just asked me Marikita and as I'm talking if others want to share either that you know what they see as their vegan mission their you know what they are here to share please feel free to put that in the comments or chat and um, also if you're having challenges with you know keeping a hopeful and empowered inner voice you know as Marikita is sharing about you know what are the challenges you have with that um, for me personally, um, you know, you mentioned Marikita being shy, you know, I was certainly and, and still identify as an introvert, um, someone who kind of, um, you know, kind of would get overwhelmed with too much social stuff and, and definitely was never on social media, never really out there speaking. As a psychologist, I could be pretty private, you know, and just really interact with people one-on-one -on -one in psychotherapy. and really enjoyed that for so long. Um, but when I became vegan and just other things changing in my life, just maybe certain shifts that happened for me, I really felt called to bring, you know, my gifts to help the vegan movement, you know, just seeing the impact of animals on animals and the planet and human health and what we eat and what we buy and the choices we make daily in those areas. And I just felt like called to bring the background I have in psychology to help, to help in some way, you know, whether it be helping people awaken and and realize the impact of what we eat on all these areas, and or helping those already vegan with thriving as a vegan. Because if we don't thrive, then it's going to be hard to inspire others. So, being involved with We Did It Health and also working on a book, um, those are ways that I express, you know, my purpose and my mission and. And, and like you, Marikita, I can relate to the struggles with self-talk that, you know, if things don't go well or someone doesn't respond positively when you're sharing the vegan message, it's easy to get really negative and, you know, either get angry at them or angry at yourself or, or feel demoralized. And so how do we kind of keep moving forward when maybe not everyone around us is ready to hear what we want to share? You know, how do we keep that positive inner momentum? Um, and, and maybe you can touch on that a little bit. You know, when we do feel discouraged, how do we get our inner voice to be more supportive of us rather than staying in despair? Well, I think that they're definitely, I think having a great support system, right? Because I know that I could reach out to you, Angela, and say, you know, this happened to me. And I know that you would support me. So having that support system is crucial. But also, I mean, physically, I mean, giving yourself a hug, like, you know, hugging yourself or doing the self-talk in the, in the mirror is very, it's very effective. 
just, I mean, it sounds hokey a lot of times. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're going to go look in the mirror and talk to yourself, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> I think that's crazy, but no, it really works. And it might feel awkward and know that it feels awkward, but those are ways to support yourself. I mean, we're not used, to, we're not taught to celebrate ourselves. So as children, really, we're, so it, these are new learned skills, but but the more that you can make a list of your good qualities. And so when you're feeling down, get that list out. Ask your friends. When I was coming through on my um, really awakening period and I felt so low, my friends had given, given me, they had written out what they liked about me. So I took those and I pinned them all over the wall and I, saw them every day I read them and that started to reprogram my brain so you could ask your friends hey what do you what are my good qualities and get all those and put them up on the wall and read them over and over and over and over because you're going to be rewiring your brain that's what helped me and it, it does shift it takes time but it shifts because then it's normal to acknowledge your feelings. All feelings are normal. So when you feel sad or angry that someone has snubbed you or maybe tried to harass you online or, or laughed at you or said, oh, I'm going to eat more bacon now, right? So acknowledge that feeling. Like, that's not you. That's a feeling you're having, you know, and, and send that feeling compassion. I see, oh, my gosh, I see that you're angry, Marikita. I see you're feeling angry. I see you need, you need to call Angela, you need to call someone, you need to go take a walk in the woods, right? So acknowledging, I see what you're feeling and, I, and what do you need? I, I see that you need to go outside and ride your bike and get some fresh air. So it's very, very important to acknowledge these feelings. Because, yeah, the, the more we know ourselves, the, the more we can grow and the more that we're, the stronger we'll be. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of great comments here, so I will just try to share a few of them. Um, you know, in response to your question for Phil about whether, you know, he felt comfortable speaking, it sounds like it's easy for him when he's knowledgeable and care about the subject. And I can relate to that too, you know, that I think that learning about it and feeling like you have a good understanding and then really caring about it, it makes it easier than than it would be otherwise. That's awesome. Thank you for what you share, Phil. Um, yeah, and, and one person shares that um, sharing a recipe at a time and, and Jeff Novick videos who presents things in a funny way. So finding like our resources that help us connect with others, you know, that's really awesome. Yeah, and um, Running on Plants shares, you know, understanding human psychology is so important. Love is the answer. We'll never evolve into the vegan world through shame. And, and definitely I would affirm that, that psychology really shows that, you know, when we're hurting, it's very natural to lash out in anger and sort of want to do something that shames another person, you know, when we're upset with what we're seeing or, or we're hurting over what we're seeing in the world and happening to animals, the planet, other humans. Um, and yet psychology shows over and over again that behavior change that's lasting and meaningful doesn't happen through shame. You know, we might change through shame, but it's not gonna be in a positive way towards the kind of world that we wanna create. So I really am with you on that, running on plans that we have to find other ways to create change in others, even though it may be hard for us sometimes when it doesn't happen as fast as we want it to. Um, we, we worry. Yeah, I really am glad you said that, Angela. And what about, I mean, a lot of people get angry and say they shouldn't be respected. What do you think about that as a psychologist? Mm -hmm. What does science say about that? Melanie Joy speaks to that a lot. And this has like been her area of study as a social psychologist for, for years, like long before even I got into the whole vegan veganism area. And what she shares and what other researchers show is that when we treat someone with contempt, which is really what you kind of we're doing if we're shaming someone or disrespecting them, they shut off to our message and they can then sort of, 
they because it brings up anxiety and shame in them and that is the most painful experience any of us can have even if your message is valid most likely they're going to shut down from it at that moment and not and they'll find a way to discredit you you know if we can share the same information in a way that gets their curiosity and helps it to be something that they're they can relate to um, maybe speaking on a talking point that speaks to them in some way. Um, and we ask questions and try to understand where they're coming from and just come from a more curious place. Our brain chemistry will let their brain chemistry feel safer and more open to exploring new ideas. It doesn't always happen when we want it to happen, but that's the way that often change does unfold when the person is ready um, and open. So yeah. yes. I love that, the curiosity, because that's the same thing I was talking about with ourselves, being curious and not judgmental, just yeah. curious. Like, I wonder why I'm having these thoughts or curious about what's going to happen. Right. And just sitting yeah. There. Yeah. The part of our brain that um, is lit up when we're curious is the frontal lobes, you know, that Claire Mann was talking about the other night in her talk that, you know, the part of our brain that can be curious and learn and grow and take in new ideas and share information in our frontal part of our brain that's lit up when we're curious when we're fearful or angry um then we kind of go to that more primitive rear part of our brain the limbic system and and you know the kind of more primitive aspects of our brain that just want to be in survival mode just help us you know be feel safe and so at that time we're not open to learning and so if we're in fight or flight um, you know, that's that part of our brain that wants to just protect or, you know, fight or flee, we can trigger that in other people and then they're not going to hear us. So it's sort of like we got to come to that part of our brain that where the learning and curiosity can happen and, and help hold that so that the other person can connect with that. And then it's not easy to do, but it's, it's a process. Um, yeah, of learning to do it. And I think being patient with ourselves when we maybe have times that we're not handling a conversation in the best way. You know, we've all had those um, and we just learn and grow from them. So there's a few other comments here. We're getting some great comments. So Shanice, um wants to share that she has um, a document, which is great, um, that's meant to help vegans cultivate integrity, positivity and resilience. and better communication skills. I know it relates to that as well. And so she has the link there that um, you can check it out. It has all kinds of books and podcasts and articles. Yes, it's a wonderful guide. Um, I know it's also available on her um, Facebook page. Um, on vegan Empowerment Group. Vegan, vegan Empowerment. Group. Okay, Vegan Empowerment. Yes, on Facebook. So thank you. So Cassandra says, I personally think we're advancing slowly, but the great change shall come by Mother Nature herself, a world-changing impact, whatever that shall be. And that's certainly likely true. It certainly seems. I know. Sometimes I reflect, Marikita, on other social justice movements throughout history. And, you know, that often there would be a tipping point where, like, maybe only a certain number of people realize we should change something, whether it be civil rights or other issues. And then sometimes over time, enough people embraced it that there was a tipping point. So may there be a tipping point for this where enough of us awaken to caring for animals and the planet and our health through what we eat. Amen to that. Yes. Um, Chris says, internalizing our positive traits is so important for reasons I don't understand. It seems much easier to internalize and believe negative things. Yeah. Yeah, that's so interesting. I'll be interested to see what you have to say about that, Marikita. And I will just add as a psychologist, having worked with people with depression and trauma in my previous work as a psychotherapist, um, you know, our brain, especially if we have had any trauma in it, is sort of wired to find the negative. It's a survival mechanism so it's almost like we really have to search and cultivate that ability for gratitude and and seeing the positive because 
we're biologically wired where like for safety and survival. And so the negative, especially if we've had difficult life experiences is much easier to see. It just comes naturally. <laughs> that autopilot you were talking about. So I don't know if you have any thoughts to add to that, Marikita. Well, just from reading books on happiness, I mean, the, the books and the studies show that yes, we are more wired to the negative. And, um, but we, uh, like if we go out, since we're more wired to the negative, we'd be looking and finding more negative things. Mm -hmm. And um, there is a book on happiness. I don't know which one it is now, but talking about how we're missing, because we're so wired in that way, we're missing all the little joys of life. Like every blade of grass, every, every flower out there, we're just walking blindly by it. So it's when yes. we start to, to really be aware that, yes, maybe my wire, yes, or yes, my, my brain is more wired towards that, but I can redirect and, and shift. And, and that's, again, this is all about redirecting and shifting yes. so that we can thrive in, in all areas of our life, I mean, to the best of our abilities. Yes, definitely. So, Chris, we can relate to you. And, and I think one thing you shared earlier, Marikita, that I think has been important for me is developing habits you know, like because the negative for most of us comes much more easily, whether it's negative about ourselves or negative about what's happening in the world or negative about where this, our mission is at right now. And are we as far along with it as we would like, you know, all of that, it's easy to see the negative. And so cultivating habits that help us connect with the positive, you know, help us to make sure that that happens, you know? So for you, like you mentioned, listing your positive traits and asking others for input, a grat, you know, gratitude journaling, seeing two or three things that happened good in the vegan movement each, each day, like maybe searching that out because often the news is more negative than positive. So, so yeah, thanks for bringing that up, Chris. Yeah, that, that's really great, yes. And, and getting that habit of doing that every night, maybe have a journal of like, what you're celebrating about yourself every night, five points, and then what you celebrate about in the vegan movement, what you saw, which is, is I love that, Angela. Yeah. So um, this person shares about my passion or mission in life. I want to spread the message of universal truths, things that transcend language and cultures. I want to help people learn about the injustices of humanity's past and about plausible solutions to these problems. Chemical pollution, deforestation, ocean acidification, and mass famine are all things we can change to help every living thing on earth. If we can nurture and encourage vulnerable people with lasting global solutions, they'd be more receptive. And for it kind of cuts off there, but um, it, I look forward to reading the full message. It's, it's I just totally, resonate with that. What a beautiful mission to be part of. Yeah, that's very inspiring. Yeah. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> yes, definitely. And Cassandra points out it's important that animal rights activists have their own psychologists for mental health issues because there are so-called normal psychs that don't understand this point. I think that's a great point. And interestingly, there are lists um, of vegan mental health providers and therapists um, that you can find. If you, for example, go to Facebook, there is a, um, a vegan mental health provider list that you can find. Um, if, if I get a chance, I'll try to find it. Um, and it has a like a spreadsheet list of vegan therapists. Also, In Defense of Animals um, is a platform that has on it a list of some vegan therapists and resources as well for um, animal activists. So that's a really great point. Like seeing someone that understands, you know, the vegan mission, if you're going to see a therapist to, to deal with some of these challenges, it's really important and they are out there. They really are. So. Yes, definitely. Because we can get so worn down and burn out and, and it's so sad for I mean, someone who wants to help, it's sad to see someone burn out and, and feel so depressed yes. and definitely reach out. Yeah. So depending on like what the challenge is, like if it's, 
if it's a milder discouragement than a vegan coach, you know, such as Marikita can be awesome, you know, to kind of support you through like dystopia and other kind of challenges. And if it's more severe where you want to have like a mental health provider that has like a more advanced degree in mental health issues, then definitely there are vegan ones out there. So I'll try to get that link in before we wrap up um, our, our meeting today. Um, let me look at a couple other comments here. So got a nice um, message from Angela of Boomer and Beyond Wellness. Great to see you here. And so glad you're here too. We are always uplifted by you and your presence and your work helping people be healthier, especially older adults. Yeah, that's very inspiring. Thriving at all ages. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes is, hope is a verb with its sleeves rolled up. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yes, I really love that. Um, wow. Is there anything else you want to mention? And then we will talk a little bit about our group that we have going on to Marikita. Well, I did want to say that I, I work with people one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, share a little bit about what you do and, and how your work helps them. Yeah, so, I mean, for the people that are feeling stuck and, and, and they're not taking action. So I do three week, I mean, three months coaching programs to get you up and taking action and, and looking at what what your thoughts are and, and how they're in alignment and what is the greater thought what's the greater story here and how we can get you moving and so we're moving towards these tangible goals i also do the the coaching the group coaching which is always fun to be in a group and and we share resources and we move together towards goal towards activist goals so that's what i'm working on the next program and um it's really just to be around others it's it's such a it's so great for your mental health and for peacefulness and, and to to re-energize when we're around others that that support us because it can be so draining when we're not around people that understand. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was looking for that um that link for the therapist. Um, I'll see. I'm not sure if this is quite it, but it's um called Vegan Therapists and Mental Health Professionals on Facebook, and they do have like a, a list there. So that's that's the, the link to that group. Oh, okay. So for those that are vegans and that might want to look for a vegan therapist. Um, I, was, I was looking at Chris's comment. I wanted, can we show that really quick before? Sure. I'm reading Claire Mann's books, Dystopia and Myths of Choice. These books are helping me understand how and why so many people remain ignorant of the plight of animals. Sadly, we do this to ourselves too when we allow ourselves to go along with the lives of animal production industries. Yeah. Great books too. Yeah, yeah that's so true. And learning, you know, from teachers like Claire Mann and Melanie Joy with their books, you know, where they really are explaining some of the psychology behind you know what we eat and why why people aren't why often people are resistant to learning more about it you know until something kind of just shifts that balance you know I'm, I'm thinking in my own life you know what was it that shifted it for me because for years you know i grew up in the midwest of the united states you know which is kind of farm country I never knew about factory farms. You know, I just saw the cows in the field and thought, you know, you know, I just really didn't think much of it. And I definitely didn't know how I would be vegan or vegetarian or how anyone would be. So, you know, my awakening was seeing a program that happened to show about kind of the meat industry and, and how workers were treated. And then that got me thinking, well, if I don't like how the workers are treated in this kind of industry, what about animals? And then I just started reading and cooking vegan vegetarian recipes and over time became fully vegan. But it was a process, like something just got me thinking and made me open to learning and change, you know, and but probably a million seeds were planted before then that just finally took root in that moment. 
And I think all of us can probably look back and find, you know, what was our own journey? And so how do we plant those seeds for others and really cultivate them in the people that are ripe to open to this message? Yes, I love that. That's exactly a very good point. The people that are ripe, right? Not, not, not the fruit that's not, <laughs> that's tiny and not ready. Yes, yes. You know, not getting too hung up in frustration with those that are so far from ready and really being there for those that, that are ready, because the more we can get that tipping point, you know, going, then the larger population is going to be more open because it's going to be more main, mainstream, quote unquote. <laughs> Um, Chris adds, when we allow ourselves to be lulled into believing that the animals are okay, I'm thinking of drawings of happy cows and chickens in pretty backyard farm settings. So true. That's what I kind of believed, and I think many people do. And I, we've all had those conversations where when we try to kind of share otherwise with people that they're sort of preferring to believe this myth <laughs> yeah and they say i don't want to hear it and then you want you think what do you mean you don't want to hear it <laughs> yeah yeah definitely yeah and um one of our viewers shares that they've been you know working with a, a vegan therapist for over three years and it's marvelous because it's founded in hope and hope is so imperative and yes, I agree with that 100%, you know, that working with a team of providers, whether it's a coach, whether it's people we work with in our work, whether it's a therapist, whether it's vegan networks, having people that share what our belief system and this value system to help us stay hopeful, you know, thank you for sharing that. Um, anything else, Marikita, you want to share before we tell a little bit about anyone that might not have heard about our group? Well, just to please take care of, your, of yourself and celebrate you. And, and I encourage you to write down and ask your friends again, like, what are the great qualities that you have? And go over them in a notebook every day or put them up on the wall like I did. And, and just. But I want to ask you a question. Why is that important for you as a vegan activist or advocate? Why is it important for me to help others? Why is it important to, for people to list their positive qualities? How will, oh. I'm someone's wondering how will that help them? Explain that oh. a little bit. Yeah, that'll help because you're rewiring your brain and then you're seeing, well, you're forcing your brain to think in a different way. It's so easy to get caught. It's very easy to be judgmental if we're more wired for the negative to pile on these negative thoughts. And so you're, you're redirecting and, and you're opening up to newness. That, that you might just, you're just passing over these great qualities that you have every day, you know, and that's the autopilot, just passing over them. So yeah. now we're really taking a look at, wait, we're, stop, we're stopping and making a pause and creating new patterns in our brain. And so the more that we have these new patterns in our brain with new thoughts, the more that's going to be the auto program that we're running, right? We're replacing that old auto program of the negative thoughts with the new program right of supportive thoughts so the more you say these supportive thoughts the more that they're going to eventually override that old program and that's really great and so you're kind of speaking to creating that habit that overrides the automatic kind of negative thinking that we often have and and i would add that knowing your own positive traits and being in tune with them it's often through our unique gifts and traits that we make the impact as a vegan advocate. You know, it's it's not trying to be someone else. Like I don't need to be Earthling Ed, thank goodness, because that's not who I am, but thank God he can be Earthling Ed and do what he does. And then I can be me and do what naturally comes to me. And Marikita can be that wonderful, like, I don't know, person with a generous heart that you have that overflows like with I don't know, love and caring that you share to others and that I think plant seeds to help vegans and others on this path to creating that more compassionate world. You know, you just, by being who you are, you just flow over and bring your good qualities. So I can really see where listing those is helpful because it's by being ourselves that we have the biggest impact, you know, our, our best selves. 
Yeah, our best self, right? I love the way, you know, honoring who you are, not being someone else, yeah. right? I mean, you would be a terrible Earthling Ed if you tried to be Earthling Ed, Angela, and I would be a terrible Earthling Ed too if I tried to be. <laughs> I want to be me. <laughs> yeah, and we can admire and appreciate him and, and what each person that like listed their mission in the chat, you know, what each of you bring that, you know, I couldn't do what you do. Um, so it's, I often think of it as like cells in a body and we each serve the purpose of our cell, you know, and then the whole body functions better, you know, so yeah. to create this more um, conscious, compassionate, just and healthy world. So, well, I see that we're nearing the end of the time. Um, one, we really appreciate all the, the great comments and input that people gave and and just, you know, a few of you that are here are already in this group that Marikita and I are leading with We Did It Health. We're facilitators for a group called Master Vegan Conversations, 10 Weeks to Compassionate, Confident Communication. And it's um, it's free to those that are in the We Did It Health new um, premium community that's just now kind of unfolding. Um, you know, just recently we did it. Health has updated their platform, and so part of that is creating a, a community that um, you can share and communicate with one another, and also the premium community where we'll have classes like the one we're having now. And so I'll put the link to learn more about it. Um, it's a ten-week live class that's interactive, um, but there is also an evergreen version of it if the time that it's offered doesn't work for you because it's um. Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And for some people that just, you know, they have other things at that time and can't do it. So I'm just gonna put the link to learn more about it in the chat. Yeah, it's wonderful. It, we had our first group meeting and there's a lot of inspiring vegans and whole food plant-based activists in there. Definitely. And, you know, we only have a few spots open because it's interactive. We have to limit the size of the group. So if you are interested, you know, enroll soon and you could reach out to Marikita or I if you had questions um, to learn more about it. But if you are interested in joining, we just, you know, probably have another week or so that we'd be accepting new people and, you know, then the group will be closed. Um, although, as I mentioned, there is also the option to do the evergreen version if you're in the premium community where you can watch the recordings. Yeah, we'd love to have you. And please remember to subscribe if you're enjoying this to yeah. our YouTube channel. Yeah, we've definitely. Got, yeah, we've got the family and children month coming up in July. So we'll be having um, Dr. Lee Edinger, uh, plant-based pediatrician will be speaking. Tricia Shields will, will be leading us off with um, compassion, her com company, Compassion Rising. So it's going to be a great one. Yeah, yeah. vegan um, children's book author, Cheryl Moss and others. So yeah, it will be great. So I always look forward to these um, Saturday presentations. Um, so Cassandra says, you know, there's immense work to be done. Thank you. And, you know, just appreciation to everyone listening. And Thanks. I totally appreciate you being here. Um, Chris, it's encouraging to be able to learn from each other since many of us are not supported in our own communities. Yes, like many of us don't have personal support of vegans right where we live. That's so true. And what do you think about vegan athletics, improving the vegan diet through physical achievement to win more non-vegans over who aren't as intellectually engaged in the vegan message? That's a great question. And you make me think of Jeff Palmer, who um, is a vegan bodybuilder that's part of our community. Um, you might want to look him up. Um, he, um, that's sort of his mission is to, um, I'll write his name in the chat to reach people through like bodybuilding and health and athletics as a way to reach those that, um, you know, might not be open to the message otherwise. So, you know, just um, 
we all have our ways to share it and like all are important because not all are going to come for the same reasons. So, so thanks for naming that. Well, thank you everyone, you know, for joining us. Um, any final thoughts, Marikita? Well, I'm just very grateful for everyone here and everything you're doing, all of you all, Angela and Chris and Cassandra, and other Angela, everyone here. Um, I have a lot of gratitude and yes. yeah, keep, keep, keep sharing the gratitude for yourself. And I just have to share, Angela reminded me, like, this is what she does too. Like, you know, that her, she shares the message through helping people with fitness and health and, and just that, yes, that, and she says, I recover without issue and I'm 65 years young. What a, what a great, and you know, like just her very presence in the world, you know, is a, is like a message that is so important. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you all for, for being with us and wishing you a wonderful rest of the day. Yes, thank you. Look forward you. to seeing you the next time. Namaste. <laughs> Namaste. Vegan. <laughs>